Welcome to the James River Church Podcast. You're about to hear another inspirational message from Pastor John Lindell. It's our prayer that this message is an encouragement and blessing to your life. What I'd like to do just quickly, I want to jump into Luke chapter 11 where Jesus tells a parable that has to do specifically with prayer and seeking the Holy Spirit. The parable is found in verse 5. This is in the context of the disciples coming to Jesus and saying, Lord, teach us how to pray. It's very interesting. They don't ask him to teach them how to preach, how to draw crowds, how to do miracles, how to, how to heal people. They ask him, Lord, teach us how to pray. They understand prayer is the key to everything that happens in Jesus' life. So they say, Lord, teach us how to pray. He gives them the disciples' prayer. Some call it the Lord's prayer, but it, it's not really his prayer necessarily. He, he would never have to have uh, be forgiven for sin. It's really a, a model of prayer for us as followers of Christ. But he gives this parable then in verse 5. Then he said to them, suppose one of you has a friend, and he goes to him at midnight and says, friend, lend me three loaves of bread, because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. And that culture in the, in the oriental mindset, you have a guest, even if it's very inconvenient, you, you've got to feed them. Most people in that culture would have had a meal for that day, and then that's it. You don't have a refrigerator, you don't have a 7-Eleven, you don't have anywhere to go get food, so you go to a friend. It's in the middle of the night, it's a one-room house, he's got his kids, his wife, everybody's in the same room, it's the only room, and they're all laying in the same area of that room, and they're sleeping, and if you have kids, you know, especially if you have little kids, once you get them to sleep, you don't want anybody waking them up, right? So this guy is hollering through the window, hey, I've got company, I have a responsibility, I have to give them a meal. I know you have some bread left over. You told me you did. Then the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children are with me in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, though, he will not get up and give him bread because he is his friend. Yet because of the man's boldness or the man's persistence, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. The man is not getting up because of friendship, but he gets up because the guy on the outside has a prevailing, persevering, irritating knocking on the door. And he's not showing any sign of giving up. And that is the image that Jesus wants us to have of prayer. This idea that we don't give up. This idea that we're going to knock, and we're going to knock, and we're going to knock till we receive. And this is especially true. It's true in a lot of areas. It's true in almost every area we want to name, but in this passage specifically, it's true about the baptism in the Holy Spirit. We know that because when you get to verse 13, Jesus tells us it's about receiving the Holy Spirit, not in a salvation sense, but in a baptism in the Spirit sense. 
And the reason why this is important is because there are a lot of people who want to ask for the baptism. They want to do it once. They might do it twice. They maybe will do it three times. And if it doesn't happen, then what they do is they conclude, well, God doesn't want them to have it, that it's not for everyone, or it's not that big a deal, because if it was a big deal, it wouldn't be so hard to get. And so then they stop seeking. And Jesus is telling this parable specifically to call people to the kind of persevering prayer that says, I won't give up, I won't give up, I won't give up, I won't give up. And not conclude it's not for you. And then what happens to people is not only do they conclude it's not for them, but then they conclude that because they didn't receive it another time, it's not going to happen this time. And once people go there, then they've created a hurdle for themselves that is filled with doubt, that is filled with questions, that is filled with all kinds of things that distract from receiving. I've read so many testimonies, I found it very interesting. People have said, I just had to rebuke the doubt in my mind because I'd come, hadn't received, I just began to believe I wouldn't receive. Not understanding that what God is doing in a person's life is so absolutely essential and you gotta pray, 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 pray and say, I'm not giving up. I'm not gonna quit. I'm gonna keep on this because this is absolutely essential for everything else God wants to do in my life. So that's the parable. Then there's the principle. Verse 9. So I say to you, Jesus is saying, listen up. This is very, very important. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened unto you. Jesus, in this verse, stresses the importance of three things relative to praying and not giving up. The first one is this. The verbs are commands, and they're in the present tense. So this is a command. Ask, seek, knock. And it's, it's in the present tense. Ask and keep on asking. Seek and keep on seeking. Knock and keep on knocking. It's a continuous action. And he commands the action three times. Ask, seek, and knock. And then he repeats those three words again in the very next verse. Look at it in verse 10. For everyone who asks receives, to he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks the door will be opened. And you'll notice that there is and increasing activity and intensity. So let's put it in the, in the framework of you're asking for a home. So Lord, I just want you to give me a home. So that, that doesn't require much of you. You just ask and you're putting it out there, but now you're beginning to seek. So now there is activity that is involved in seeking that. And then there is greater activity when it comes to knocking. You're knocking until the door is open. You're seeking until you find it. Asking is the easiest thing. Seeking is more active because now you're pursuing it and knocking on the door again and again 
demonstrates the kind of persistence that is required to receive some things from God. You say, if it's a gift, why do I have to do that? That'll be a good question for you to ask God when you get to heaven, right? Because he says, do it. And he also says it's a gift. Number three, the point. What's the point? Persistent prayer is both part of God's plan for us and part of God's necessary work in us. Listen, as you're praying and you're asking God, God is working in you. Sometimes we will only get what we need and desire from God after a long season of persistent prayer. And it's not because God is indifferent, and it's not because God doesn't care, and it's not because God is teasing you or playing with you, or that God doesn't want you to have it. Look at it in verse 11. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead, or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? The principle is good fathers give only what is good to their children. So when Jesus is talking about the Father in heaven, and he's saying, when the Father in heaven gives us a slow answer, when he wills that we persist in seeking and asking for a season, it's because he doesn't want to give us a snake. He wants to give us a fish. He's giving what is good. You say, like what? He's preparing you to receive the power he's going to pour on you. Now listen, you and I can't understand it, but you say, well, how come he didn't have to prepare the person next to me? I don't know. You just have some things going on in you. Or he's trying to prepare you to hold something unique to you. You know, I, I would say this. I think there are times, now this is not always true. I'm just, I'm just gonna say though, there are times it's a matter of soul repair that's happening in a person's life. It's, there are times that it's a matter of a person working through the doubts because he's gonna pour something in you. And, and honestly, sometimes what he's gonna pour in you is so great that unless he prepares you, it will either be dissipated or it will break you. I tend to believe that when people wait longer, that it's, it, this is not always true, but an observation is oftentimes when it's not based on doubt that's causing it, but the person is just seeking God and they're leaning in and it takes longer, God's doing a work to prepare them to be able to hold the power he's going to pour into them. And if, if he didn't, then you couldn't hold it and you couldn't use it. That leads us to the promise. So verse 13, if you then, though you're evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So the issue is not, is God going to give it? And the issue, because he is, the issue is not, is not, is it for everybody or not? It is for everybody. But Jesus is saying, are you willing to seek, seek, seek? Are you willing to knock, knock, knock? Are you willing to do more than just ask, but keep on asking? 
You say, well, why are you telling us this at the end of the fast? Many of you are gonna be filled tonight. That's just straight up how it's gonna work. So many of you are gonna be filled. But I, I, and I, I pray everybody is. But I also know there are some things God wants to teach us in our seeking of Him that will help us in other areas where we also need to seek Him. And so God is doing a work, and in and, and faith you say, listen, I'm gonna seek until I receive. I'm just, I'm not gonna give up. I'm not gonna stop asking. Tonight, many of people are gonna receive, as I said, let me just share a testimony from Katie. This was interesting, and it's got some, some things happening in their, in their family. Her husband's face battling cancer. Our family's been out of town due to my husband's health and cancer treatments. We unfortunately have been unable to attend in person, so we've been watching online. Last Wednesday, when Pastor John called for prayers of healing, I laid hands on my husband along with our three young children. We prayed healing over his aggressive cancer and for God to provide a miracle. As soon as I stopped praying, my mouth felt like it was going to erupt. I thought to myself, am I being filled with the Holy Spirit? Unsure of what was happening and not wanting my kids to think I'd gone crazy, I snuck into the hotel bathroom to open my mouth. Outflowed words that didn't make sense to my mind, but they kept coming. I first doubted myself, thinking this can't be tongues, maybe it's just in my head. I brushed it off until Wednesday when Pastor read the testimony of another woman's experience in receiving the Holy Spirit. My jaw dropped while I was listening because I felt like he was reading exactly what I experienced. I then knew I was filled with the Spirit and needed to cast my unbelief away. I didn't want to force it, so I asked God to bring me back to that place where it naturally flowed out. Fast forward to tonight, and I was spending time alone with God. I sat on the floor and opened myself to the Lord. I began worshiping, and lyrics turned into tongues, much more intense than the first time. They kept flowing out faster and faster. At one point, I realized I was drooling because they were flowing so fast. And I was so overjoyed, I forgot to swallow. She says, ha ha. God cast all doubt from my mind and made it evident tonight that I've been baptized with the Holy Spirit. And then I began praying over my husband. And just like the Spirit sent me into tongues, it took over my prayer words as well. My husband has constant nausea from his tumor crushing his stomach with no relief. We can't even remember the last time he wasn't nauseous. I cried out to the Lord for his nausea to be set free, that tonight he could feel normal. A request I've asked of God many times, but tonight's felt different. Since we were not together tonight, I texted him later on and asked how he's feeling. He said, I was watching a movie earlier and I noticed I'm not nauseous. Wow. We prayed so fervently for nausea to leave his body and God moved tonight. I cannot contain the joy that God filled me with tonight, just as God promised in Jeremiah 29, 13. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I have never sought God in the way I did since cancer found its way into our family four months ago, but tonight I opened up and sought God with my whole heart, and I found Him in a way I've never found Him before. Joy is overflowing. Praise be to Jesus. Isn't that good? It's a good story, good testimony.